don't make it mad. I got good things, got you. Hoops and everything. Get back, never get back too soon. Are you lonely? Are you there when I'm not in the room? Are you lonely? Only a part of this when you choose. Hello and welcome to the Point of Difference podcast, or as we like to call it, the Pod Pod. I'm John O, coach of the 7,000-ish ranked Nico Hindsights. Matt's playing an away game this week, but should be back for the all-important Round 13 by podcast next week. To discuss all of the important players and strategic moves heading into Round 12 of the NRL season, I'm joined by two fellow super coaches tonight. First, a man who feels like he's been on a downhill slide of late, but is still sitting nicely with an overall rank just a tick over 3,000. It's coach of C-Max Shark Attack. Chris, welcome to the pod, mate. Thanks, John O. Um, yeah, it's it's sliding backwards, but, you know, it's not as rapid as it feels. I just need a sunny day and hopefully I can uh, turn things around. <laughs> well, I actually wrote a, a much harsher intro and then when I went to chuck in your rank at the end, I was like, oh, he's actually still going pretty well considering, so well done. Yeah, hopefully it'll, it only ever takes one big week and one good trade, so hopefully that's this week for you. Uh, also joining us tonight is, is a man who's been banking his trades and steadily preparing himself for a big run over the buy period. It's Coach of Tubes as Podge. Tubes, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I, I had a, a, a not a bad week. Um, I did make one trade uh, last week uh, but managed to scrape through with a 12.05, which I wasn't too unhappy with. Um, and, yeah, still still hanging around that sort of, 13,000 rank for the season. So, uh, yeah, needing a big, big charge over the over the coming weeks. Yeah, you're pretty nicely, I mean, we're talking about this off air, but you're, you're actually pretty nicely set coming into the buy period. With How many trades do you have left as well? Uh, we're, I got 29. Okay. But I've already made one for this week. So I got 30. I got 30 um, trades uh, before the start of this weekend. I can't get used to this new modernised tubes of 2023. This is more trades than anyone I know and just like smart moves. I just can't get around of it. <laughs> Let's hope the good times roll. Uh, in terms of our Pod Pod Unlimited group, entries are officially closed, but you're still welcome to join if you want to compare yourself to us. Our group code is 890189. Back in the lead after previously dropping down to second place is Sam, coach of the elite, who's also sitting in 29th overall. And breathing down his neck in second place is the former leader, Mick, Coach of Shinebright. Tubes, do you want to give us a bit of an update on the Queenstown bet? Yeah. Um, okay. So what Sam's coming 29th overall. That's pretty good. And Mick's up to 48th overall. So we're flying. Yeah, pretty uh, strong. Yeah. Um, Shinebright uh, uh, was a, was, was, came on for a guest, guest appearance last year. Uh, if he keeps going this strong, we might have to get him back on at some point <laughs> this season as well. Um, uh, Queenstown, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, didn't I, you and I weren't here last week, Jono, and, and Matt and Dan just decided to skip it, uh, and I think everyone's about to find out why. Um, Matt and Dan, uh, we'll do this in the reverse order. So coming in third place right now is is Matt and Dan. Uh, 670 points off the the current leaders. Um, they're on 12,550 uh, combined score. Uh, second place is Tubes, is me and the Podfather. Uh, we're 225 behind yourself and and Jono uh, on 1,328 points. So, uh, 13,228 points, sorry. So 
pretty, pretty bit of a close competition between us two and the Podfather. We might just start leaving out Matt and Dan's uh, scores moving forward. I think. Uh, <laughs> Unless one of them can can make a run, as you, I think you were saying before, the the way I'm a bit disappointed Dan's not on the show here because I was looking to start hearing his pod views now that now that he's on on you know potentially on a bit of tilt uh, after after a poor performance on the weekend. Massively, we had to sit there listening to Matt and Dan last week, kind of patting each other on the back and saying, "Oh, you know, you can do all the right playing planning, but it comes down to luck." But that's loser talk. They're just battling this year, so. Hopefully they can start to turn it around soon. Maybe it's a little bit harsh. But I'd love to. See, <laughs> I'd love to see him start to climb up the ranks again. But it's not looking good. And I just, I know how Dan can get. He'll just start to bring in just crazy pods. But hopefully, hopefully they can make it work. What about Andrew King? Put him in the socket. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Well, the juggler, the juggler's come out at Brookie. Let's move on from the dribble and get into our, uh, our weekly analysis where we're going to start with the hooking position. Uh, the first guy I choose we were going to mention was Wade Egan, who's been kind of a popular mooted potential hooker going into round 13. Uh, not the best weekend for Wade? Yeah, I mean, not the best weekend for any real hooker other than the, the big guns, but he only played 36 minutes. So I think... Could be easing him back from injury, but he's certainly not a buy option. You're just hoping if you hold it, if you own him, that he's coming in, get increasing minutes over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, you have to make the call though, because we don't get another week to look at him, so people are going to have to make their mind up. I mean, assuming he gets the week off this week and he he's named to start round thirteen, not the worst option, but pretty pricey. Uh, C Mac, a guy that is on your radar is Jeremy Marshall King. What are your thoughts on JMK? Yeah, look, uh, the price concerns me, but I like I think he's the best of the rest. Um, you know, obviously Grant and well Grant's top seed Cook has been okay without being being great, but I think you know Marshall King's averaging sixty nine. Um, he's priced nearly accordingly, but um, you know his output's been great. I like, honestly think he's the best of the rest for the hookers, and I'm sort of starting to consider running. Him and Grant uh, for a little while. I just it's a tough it's a tough jump up from Sony Luke to anyone, let alone six hundred and eighty k. So <laughs> obviously needs some uh, cash flow. But no, I've been really impressed with Benji's little brother. Definitely a top five hooker now. He is after yeah after everyone laughed at him when he said that last year. He's, he's looking good, and I tell you what, if you could pull off a Grant JMK combo, that's a pretty nice. You can just leave that for the year. A long way up. <laughs> yeah. My only thoughts on him is you're paying a premium, premium price at 680K. The obvious appeal for him is that he plays the round 13 buy. Um, and if you were looking to bring him in, as you said, it would be for the long term. I would much prefer to finish the year with a cookie and a grant. And I just think for that 680K, you can find someone in a different position that covers the round 13 buy that is an actual either out-and-out gun like a Tarpany or, or and I'm, like I know you already own him, but just in general, um, or take a bit more of a flyer on on sort of an up-and-comer up and because you just don't have to have a hookup for round 13. Um, I just don't think he's that big of a standout, I guess. That's just my opinion. 
Yeah, no, I think it's I think that's fair. And you mentioned Cook, and obviously he's a proven gun. But one thing on him that's worth thinking about is post-origin. Souths do have a buy in both round 20 and round 26. So it's almost like hard to bring in a hooker after and I'm assuming you're waiting till after origin. So I don't know, it's hard to make the call on if he's worth bringing in when he's got two buys once the origin period finishes. Hookers but. are so crap this year. Like hmm. you almost could just run Harry in enough. Like if if yeah. depending now the after the after the after the after origin and, and all, all of that, the buyers finish up. Well it's probably not a bad result if Sony Luke gets dropped. And becomes enough. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that'll be a fun round 21 trade. I'll be nothing Sonny Luke to, to someone and, and banking 14K. That'll be nice and fun. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's uh, go to the next guy, Tubes, who you asked me to leave off the run sheet tonight because he might make you feel a bit depressed. Uh, Brandon the Cheese Smith. Tubes, you're an owner. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'd, I'm not feeling... Very good. I was feeling okay a couple of weeks ago after his game against the Warriors. Um, he hasn't looked great since. I know he, he did have like that head knock slash uh, neck injury uh, in that game, but he's just looked – he's looked basically how the Roosters have looked <laughs> the last two weeks, which is terrible. Um, I, I, I'd like to get him out, but I, for me right now I, the only one I'd really want to be – getting him out for is Harry and with origin and all of that, as I just said, coming up, I, I, I don't, don't have any urgent pressing need that I feel like bringing anyone else in. So I'm just going to hold him and hope that he can jag a couple of good scores over the next up, up until they have the buy, uh, play the buy round in round 16. Yeah. Maybe this is foolish for me, but I still just feel like the Roosters are going to turn it around and turn it on at some point. And yeah, hopefully for those cheese owners, he can go on a bit of a run for him. All right, let's, let's go to front row forward where uh, there's an actual genuine front row forward, Cheapy, who he's going to make some cash. One of the first times we can say that for the whole year. Harrison Edwards, who went up almost, I think, just over 80K on the weekend, has been named starting lock for the Dogs. Uh, Chris, is there any interest in you for Harrison Edwards? No, look, we spoke about a pre-pod, Jono. Um, while, while he looks... Yeah, on the surface, it looks really good. Like he's he's got a negative break even. His minutes seem like they're up. Um, and then we looked at you know we looked at who's who's injured or out. And then you know in their reserve grade side in on the on extended benches they've got Ryan Sutton and Franklin Pelle I think so. Feels trappy to me. Yep, he's gonna make some cash this week and potentially you know will he be playing after that round thirteen buy? I'm not sure. And I'm just not sure if that, you know, let's say he makes 60, 80, 80K this week. Is that worth the trade? I, For me, no. But I can understand why people are doing it. Yeah, the other, the other risk as well is that you potentially, he might even get a bench spot and you're getting 20, 25 minutes and then you've just got another AE nightmare on your hands, especially if people were thinking of moving Franklin Pele or a Davy Moali or even downgrading Udakamanu. You might just end up getting yourself an AE nightmare in the end who, Hopefully he goes great. He's only young, but, uh, yeah, could be a problem as well. Yeah, that's a great point. There's three guys who I kind of put in the same category in the front row forward, really popular buyers over the last three weeks or so, and Fanua Blake, Jack DeBellin, and the horse. Um, starting with the horse, just because he had a real horse moment on the weekend getting sin-binned uh, in that Raiders game against the Eels. I mean, there was a chance he might have played Origin, and I still think if, a couple of injuries occur. He's going to be on the radar, but 
do you think maybe for Billy watching the horse get a bit cranky on the weekend might have put a line through him, Tubes? Uh, I think I think the line was well and truly already through, Jono. The the rest was just a bit of media beat up. But um yeah, it was it was good watching him get a little bit fired up and 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 uh what did he do? He, he brushed he brushed his head with his forearm or something like that. So it was it was good to see. <laughs> and then the the other two, Fenil Blake and Jack DeBellin, are they just almost priced out? Like Fenil Blake's now overtaken Payne Haas as the top scoring front row of the year on on total points, which will probably change this week because Payne Haas will play and Fenil Blake has the buy. But it's just what a run he's been on. Did it, did either of you guys bring him in? No, I didn't. I didn't. I definitely thought about it a couple of times because I thought I missed the boat after he, he must have scored one week and. And sort of his price jumped up. I thought, nah, he's probably a bit much now. And that was probably, I don't know, 150K ago. So, um, no, he's flying, AFB. He's um, he's killing it. So, um, you know, well done to anyone who brought him in. Wish I had him. Yeah, no, I didn't end up bringing him in either. I I did have him traded in in round eight. or Sorry, after round eight. So, um, but... I think I ended up going someone else that week. I was going to trade in both him and DeBellin, and I ended up only trading in DeBellin, which, I mean, I'll take it. It hasn't worked out too badly either. Um, but, yeah, you can't be bringing in AFB now. But, geez, he's, he's going to be a nice trade out, um, I think, after that buy round and just making 200K for anyone that did bring him in at the time. DeBellin's in a similar boat. I think he's probably priced out. Um, nice to see him get minutes again on the weekend, but given um, uh, Griffin got sacked today, you probably need to see what that rotation is going to look like now for the next few weeks. That's actually a good point. I mean, yeah, you'd hope with how he's been playing, he holds him. And I agree, Tubes. If you own him, you're happy days. If you don't own him, I just don't think it's worth it at the moment. Uh, Chris, Joe, Tarpon, are you impressed with how his minutes are starting to, to progress? Yeah, slowly starting to see some green shoots. Out of Joey Taps, um, which has been really nice. Um, like I've been screaming at TVs just at Ricky to get him on throughout this season because when he's on the field, he's just he's a, he is a machine. He just busts out great scores, um, and he just every time he gets gets a ball, it's it, he seems to be making fifteen meters just relentlessly. But um, yeah, look, I'm starting to see the fruits of Joey Taps, and it's been. It's been a tough hold for a while, I must be honest, because you you look over the fence at Payne Haas owners and they're just flying. But I got a feeling Taps is about to go on a really, really nice run. Yeah, I think we all just need to remember this lesson for next year: is you just can't have him for the first half of the year. Um, Tubes, I know you brought him in for both the twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three season. He was in your team round one, and yeah, maybe for twenty twenty four, third time might be a charm. But I'd, I'd suggest maybe yeah, just wait and watch. Um, let's go to the second row forward spot now, and there's only one man to start with, Helam Lukey, who busted out a massive score on the weekend. Uh, a lot of savvy owners very happy with how he went. Uh, are any of you guys tempted to bring him in? Do you think it was a one-week fluky Lukey, or is this a bit of a run that he could be starting to go on? I'm I'm a bit nervous because, uh, as we spoke about earlier, firstly, well done, Jono. Um, you were referring to yourself about those <laughs> savvy owners. Um, you, know, you brought him in the week, he got the 27, held held on tight, and then he pulls out 121 the next week. So well done. But uh, look, I, yeah, we spoke about there's a few too many forwards out of the rotation at the moment for me, um, so that worries me. I think I, you know, I, I, I balked at the price a little, but 
Look, his ownership is not high. It's going to increase this week big time. But um, they he plays 13. They Their draw's not too bad. And, you know, if he can stay on that edge for a little while, he's definitely going to make some cash over the next two or three weeks. So, I like, it's I certainly don't hate it. Um, it's just not something I'll be doing. I'm 100% bringing in Lukey. Uh, and it is a bit of potential buyers uh, or regret because I was very much with you two weeks ago, Jono, on bringing him in. Um, it was it was whether or not I got Cam Murray out and I just I just held on that one week too long and then obviously didn't bring him in after his 27 and he's killed it on the weekend. Uh, but I just think he has that round 13 coverage. He definitely, unless he gets injured, will be starting in that round 13. I think the Cowboys cover 13, 14 and 16, um, if I'm not mistaken. And and so that's just such great coverage uh, from from the Cowboys team. So if he holds his starting spot 50, 60 minutes, um, given he's got that 121 currently in his rolling average, um, I think he's a buy, but I mean, not only that, he's he's a he's a he's a solid player uh, on an edge with a Cowboys team potentially on the up. So I don't think, don't get me wrong, he's not getting one twenty one every week, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to for him to continue to have a, attacking stats um, going forward. So for me, he's a definite bring in. Uh, it's it's an easy trade for someone like Zach Hosking down to him. Uh, Slightly, uh, given the buy schedule coming up. Chiefs, a couple of things. Uh, yeah, round 15, they have the buy. So you're right. That, and yeah, 19, they have the buy, but they do play around 20. So everything else you said, yeah, I mean, everything you said was bang on, just to add to that. And you're putting in a lot of work tonight, Chiefs, and I was just about to bring in this guy who's exploded, but then I changed it the very last second. Two weeks ago, when I brought up Hila Mookie as the pot of the week, you called him meat and potatoes and boring. And now you're trying to backtrack and claim yourself, I was just about to bring him in. Did did I text you a minute before that Rabbitohs game going, I'm looking at Murray DeLuki, what do you reckon? Can't and remember. You said, and you said, oh, I'm posting <laughs> it on the socials just to, just to get out here. <laughs> no, I don't remember it. Uh, Jews, uh, let's go to a guy you mentioned, Zach Hosking, who uh, went off the field for a HIA on the weekend past the HIA, but they actually burnt an interchange and decided not to bring him in, bring him back on. And Jaden Salmon played out the rest of the game. And, geez, it was frustrating to watch because Panthers is just a points fest. Um, Tubes, I know you're selling him. Uh, Chris, are you a Hosking owner? No, I got off Hosking quite a while ago. Um, can't remember why, but um, watching on the weekend, um, that would have been very frustrating uh, as an owner. Um, anyone who's been benched by Jaden Salmon Geez, that must be a low filthy dog. <laughs> um, no, I can't even remember. What did Ricky call him? I can't remember. Anyway, uh, yeah, it was something like that. But yeah, look, um, look, yeah, I, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be selling Hoskins if I still owned. Um, yeah, the, the output doesn't seem to be there like it once was, and that's a real worrying trend that they burn a trade when he passed his HIA. So um, yeah, I, I'd be, I'd be looking to moving on. The big thing was Liam Martin was back last week, um, and he's and he's and he's named again on the bench this week. Um, obviously, Sorensen had such a breakout game, um, super coach wise, but he has just been looking good. I know he could move into the middle, but there's just enough up in the air. The fact that Jalen Salmon's getting 
seems to be getting more than 15 to 20 minutes and now Liam Martin's back into that rotation. It's just it's just too risky for someone that's 550K um, that I think he's, he's worth getting rid of now. Hi, I'm an owner who's going to hold, and I think everything you guys said makes complete sense, but I'm just still – I have other trades I want to make this week. I don't think he's going to lose too much money, so I'm willing to just take a week and watch. And if it looks like that again – Panthers have the buy in round 13, then I'll, pro- I'll probably trade him out for someone that I like more in round 14. So I just want to take another look. But I think he's a very, very sensible trade out this week for those who own him, especially with uh, Heal and Lukey there and being a bit of a downgrade. Podson Young, who I believe was your pot of the week last week, Chris, had an excellent game again on the weekend. Um, I, I think he'd be a really good buy, but I actually think he's starting to firm up and be a reasonable chance of origin. I think that would be enough to hold me out. Yeah, I think you're right. I um, Last week I didn't seriously consider um, him to be uh, an origin like he, he was on the you know outside chance but he he was he was really strong super coach wise and like just watching the game I thought he was the best player on the field um, I genuinely think there's a there's an open spot on an edge for New South Wales and after last week and probably his performances over you know a period of time he's probably going to get a crack at some point so yeah I I want to wait and see but you know, his break-even's 40 this week. If he gets another 70-odd, then he could be getting out of sight. So, um, yeah, not I, I can't bring him in. I'd like to because what I'm, what I'm seeing, I really enjoy. But, yeah, there's just too too many unknowns for me at the minute on Podson. Jibs, any Podson thoughts? I wouldn't be getting him, and I, but I don't think he'll play Origin. Nice. Brief, I like it. Uh, well, let's go to the Eels trio, who are all very relevant. Ryan Madison, Jermaine Hopgood, and Andrew Davey. Uh, I think Maddo, for me, falls into that same boat as Hudson Young where there'd just be enough of an origin sniff that it scares me away, even though I don't think he'll play. I actually think he's probably less chance than uh, Hudson Young personally. Um, but I think he's a good option if he plays next week. Pretty pretty pricey, still named to come off the bench. But that Sean Lane injury, Regan Campbell-Gillard's hurt, Junior Barlow will play origin. So Hopgood, Davey, Maddo, do you guys want to take either of any, any of those three? Go, Tubes. Jump in. I'm going to likely bring in Hopgood next week, um, but not this week. Uh, there's nothing really jumping out to say this is the week you must get him. They play the Rabbitohs. He's break-even 63, um, but I think he's he's definitely a, a very handy buy schedule option. Uh, I know he has a bit of chat about a potential origin, but I don't think that that will come to fruition either. Um, so I will be bringing in one of him or Madison, uh, but I'm going to wait till next week uh, to see which one I get because I think both are good buy round options and both guns that you can hold for the rest of the year. I think that's fair, Tubes. I um, I'm lucky enough I've got them both already, and but that board, round 14 is worrying me. But I bought in Hopgood uh, for Murray maybe two or three weeks ago, and I had to do it for my mental health. Cameron Murray, while playing good footy, just super coach wise. It was doing my head in. So I think Hopgood's been – he's actually been the one who's probably benefited most from the Campbell-Gillard injury. Um, since that moment, his minutes have gone back up to nearly where they were. Like, he's not playing the 80, but I think Hopgood's been really, really strong. Um, and it, he's pretty um, – you know, it doesn't matter who they play. He scores pretty well anyway. His game doesn't change too much. So, yeah, I, I like Hopgood big time. What about Andrew Davey, Chris? He's, he's looking like he's going to get 80 minutes. 
Yeah, definitely, especially with Sean Lane being out. Uh, he seems to be one of Brad Arthur's favourites. Look, he came he came out of a, a dog system where he couldn't get a game. and oh, Was it dogs or manly? Uh, I don't know. It's, it, it, where, where, wherever he's come, come from, wherever he's come from, he wasn't playing. And then they brought him in first week starting straight away. So he's definitely one of the coaches' faves. Um, so, look, not, not for me. I've just, you know, it's pretty team dependent, I suppose. You've got to remember that the Eels have got that, that, uh, round 14 by. So as good as it is to have those Eels players next week, the week after could, could could pose a real issue if you've got too many Eels, too many Knights, too many Sea Eagles. I can't remember the other team on the buy, but it's, it's, it's a bit of a sneaky one. So do your research on how many Eels you've got before you look at it, but I can definitely understand why people are looking at Andrew Davey. So Chris, if you could have one of Davey or Flugie Lukey, who would you, who would you pick? Similar price? Lukey. All right. Uh, 100% Lukey. No, I, I actually thought you might have a differing view from what you were saying before. Mm. I think we're all definitely on the same page there. Uh, yeah. Tubes, you mentioned you made one trade last week, and that one trade was to bring in Ellie Katoa. Uh, it was. must have been good score, but just frustrating because it could have been a little bit more with that bomb try. Yeah, how good was that? Um, just lack of concentration. Um Obviously, cost probably twenty points with the error and um, and the no no try, um, but still scored really well. Seventy two, I think he's a really good pickup this week for anyone that uh, isn't too worried about buy planning. Um, if if you're not trying to still make up the numbers for thirteen, I can't see him being back below four hundred and seventy three k. Uh, for the rest of this season, barring injury, et cetera, et cetera. Um, he's just, he just looks really good. He's a, he's a great ball runner um, and, and the Storm are just going to keep getting better as the season goes on. So he's 473K, which I did Welsh to him last week and which uh, Welsh ended up having his best score of the season, but I'm still happy with uh, a, a long-term Ellie Katoa hold compared to Welsh. Tubes, I agree. I think 473K is excellent value for Eli Katoa. Break even in the 30s, so this is a pretty good week to get it because, yeah, he's kind of back to his full minutes and full fitness now. Tubes, one thing you said about Katoa was about how every time he runs a line, whether he's a decoy getting the ball, he just runs it at 100%. runs it so like, hard. He must and, be really fit. Yeah, because he's running all those decoys because uh, Jerome Hughes loves a dummy and go or go at the back when he's running those decoys, which is frustrating as an owner, but he's still getting through so much work. So... I think he's an excellent buyer, but I can understand why he's not at the forefront of people's minds because uh, he doesn't play round 13. Um, Tubes, you almost had this next guy as, as your uh, pot of the week, but you decided to go a little bit more potty. Uh, Burbo, what do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I think he's a great option. For, I think I just was worried that he's going to he's too mainstream. He's 6% owned, um, and, and I think people could be bringing him in this week. So he is... Um, what he's currently priced at only $236,000. He's dual center wing and second row forward, and he's got a break-even this week of minus three, named on the edge for Manly. Um, he's he's genuinely almost a must-get. Um, I just don't think he's worth the boost for me, and... Um, I'd, I'd prefer to bring in Billy Smith this week in that center, cheapy center wing position than Burbo. Um, but it's, I mean, obviously it's probably going to cost you 50-odd K, but you get a look at him this week. 
Um, and if he's named again there for round 13, he could be an option to bring in the center wing as a, as a cheapie um, for, for that round 13 that's going to make some money. Chris, you almost fell off your chair when Tube said the words must get, or sorry, almost a must get, but yeah, you look like you're about to have a heart attack. Yeah, it scared me that. <laughs> Burbo and, and must get in the same sentence. Um, look, I'm not, look, yeah, no, it's a no from me. Um, like like Tube said, he answered it with with um, with his rundown on it. Um, you've got Billy Smith, who potentially is a must get. Uh, even though he doesn't give you that buy th- um, that buy coverage for thirteen, I just there's a lot about Berber that could yeah just just doesn't feel right. So for me, Tua Lungi's gone for six weeks. Uh, I think Bullymore they finally worked out that he's a middle forward, not an edge. Um, I, I just I don't know who's going to take his spot in that in that manly pack. Aaron Woods has broken his hand, so. I know he's a middle, but I it just even like it's. I think I think it's Burbo's spot to hold um, an eighty-minute edge back rower. It might be. I just I think what's 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 too long. You've been getting thirties and forties. I reckon that's right in Burbo's hot seat. Yeah, but he he didn't have his he didn't have his brother looking to set him up for his next contract. His brother can't set himself up at the moment. Yeah, he set him he set him up on the weekend for a little ta to who was that to Garrick. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, so, no, look, not for me. That's, you know, <laughs> nicest way I can say it. <laughs> Send him off! Send the dressing edge off! Get him off the field! That was diabolical! All right, let's go on to halfback. Uh, and the first kind of thing I want to discuss, not so much a play but a strategy thing, and I, Tubes, I know you've got a very strong opinion on this, and C-Mac, we'll see where you stand after Tubes has his say. Tubes, the Cleary-Hines combo coming into the origin period and buy period, you got some strong thoughts? I don't know if I do. What's my strong thoughts? Um, I thought you'd just take the ball and run there. I've tried to give you a little – it might be a hospital <laughs> pass. <laughs> I'm, not that, I'm not that strong, really. I'm, I'm honestly very up in the air. Um, I I think that it's it's likely that I'll just hold them through. Uh, if I'm going to trade anyone, it's it's going to be Cleary uh, potentially next week. Um, and that's how I would get, say, a Madison or a Hopgood via the Schuster-Katoa jewels. Um, but I'm, I'm honestly, I'm so up in the air about it um, because I, I don't think you have to have a halfback for round 13 because of the way that the buy, the buy is working this year. Um, so I might just hold them through as people trade them. Uh, but but if I was going to sell either one of them, it's definitely Cleary um, over Heinz. Mm, okay, well, not very not 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 strong at all. <laughs> I've stuffed that one up. <laughs> and to be fair, you are people let to change their opinions. It was on this pod maybe six seven weeks ago where you said you thought they were just so far above the rest of the halfbacks that you thought that was just a position you you lay in those bye weeks and just hold them through. But obviously, people are allowed to change their minds over time. I, I, well, it's like I still do think. That they are so far above that you that you want that they're clearly the ones that you want. It's just with Cleary having that niggle, the fact that he's definitely obviously going to play Origin. It's likely I would think that they then rest him in fourteen, um, and the fact that you can use his money um, of eight hundred k to bring in another gun in the back row during that period of time. That's really 
the the main thing that tempts me. I wouldn't be going him to another halfback like a Moses or a or a or one of those downgrade options. It would only be via Jules if I got rid of him. Chris, what are your thoughts? You you own the, the pair. Yeah, I own the pair. I'm 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 much like Tubes. I'm I'm very very torn about it. Um, I probably lean the same way as Tubes. If I'm going to move one on, it's probably Nathan Cleary. Although on the weekend he did nothing and got 82. So you know if if how do you how do you move someone on like that? But like you say, um, he's they've got obviously he's got Origin. He I I can't see him backing up against the Dragons in 14. Then. Um, after Origin 2, they play the Knights at Penrith. I can't really – if there's any doubt at all with his body, would he, Would you back him up against the Knights at Penrith anyway? Um, so I just don't know how much footy he's going to play over the next 10 weeks. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really difficult situation, and I just don't know who the next best halfback is. Who do you, who do you go to? Um, it's it's just real clear cut that those two are what you want at the end. I just do I want to muck around with that between now and then. I I don't know at the moment. I just don't. yeah. I think the way I personally am going to play it is I'm going to hold them. I think both for round thirteen, and then in round fourteen wait to see who is or isn't backing up, and then make a trade potentially at that stage for a halfback who plays round sixteen. But one option that I want to float to you both. Um, what if I told you there was a, a cheapy range premiership winning halfback with a, a negative eight break even? Would that be of interest to either of you as a trade-in? Plays round 13. Pretty good on paper. I know where this is going and I, I don't like it. <laughs> Chad Townsend. I mean, for all the reasons I said, premiership winning halfbacks, there's pedigree there. Cowboys are starting to trot a little bit. He's, he's directing the boys around the park. Very chatty, getting him the refs, kicking game on point. I, I think he's a great buy, Tubes. What are your thoughts? I think he's a he's a near must have at a minus eight break even. Three hundred and sixty eight k. Yeah, look, I think I think uh, listeners know my thoughts on the Chad. He's I wouldn't be getting him in. He's I think he's he's had a, a couple of good sixties over the last couple of weeks that were the reason he's got a negative break even is because before that he had a sixteen and a seventeen in consecutive weeks. Uh he is not a very good football player. Therefore, he's not a super coach option. All right, let's go to 5-8. <laughs> Josh <laughs> Schuster is finally back this week, or at least he's named to be back in what's a big relief for the people who've held coming into the round 13 by. I don't know if either of you have anything you want to share on Schuster other than it's good news to see him back in the same. Yeah, exactly that. I've held him the whole time. I... Um, now, I brought him in before a ball was kicked this year, even though he wasn't named round one, just because I thought he'd be a, a decent option. But, um, yeah, look, great to see him back and named. Hopefully he gets some decent footy in. Um, I, I enjoy watching him when he's humming, so fingers crossed. Could be good for Turbo. The the, the Turbo chat around Brookie is he's, 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 he's pulled himself out of origin and he's, and he's ready for a big couple of weeks for those, for those that held him. What's your source, Tubes? Do you have a source? Uh, just some whispers and murmurs. <laughs> Look, the other guy we're going to talk about at 5-8, because I think the obvious ones talk about are Cody Walker and Dylan Brown, but, I mean, what do you even have to say? They're both great buys. Uh, Cody Walker coming into Indigenous round. You, if you're an owner, you'd be very tempted to chuck the VC on him on Friday night if you don't own the trail. So I just want to talk about Kalen Ponga as just a, a frustration one that we can't really get in. 
480k, big score last week, looked awesome, but uh, he's going to play Origin most likely. So it won't be available in round 13. And then round 14, the Knights had the bye. Chris, I know you're pretty frustrated about this. You'd love to have him. Yeah, um, I would because I did bring him in. That must have been the head head knock game at Leichhardt for his one or two or whatever it might have been that day. Um, yeah, really frustrating. Mind you, he looked really good on the weekend. And I, he probably shored up his origin jersey um, with that performance. Um, so, you know, again, he's not going to play 13, not going to play 14. He'll be out for 16 as well. You just can't bring him in, unfortunately, because um, that output on the weekend is just what we wanted from Kalen. I think he needs to kick goals still as well to be super coach relevant, to be fair, um, even even forgetting origin. Yeah, he had an outstanding game on the weekend and and scored 114. Um, his ceiling's just not there like some of the elites without the goal kicking, I think. All right. Uh, centre wing, where there's actually a fair bit to discuss this week. The first two I just wanted to mention is uh, two people who are mentioning due to their omissions from their teams this week. The first one's Max Fianai, who was a really popular buy last week, little trap. Uh, and Val Meninga Tafare, who was a even more popular by than Fianai last week, uh, has been dropped with Branko Lee back in the team and Ewan Aikens, Hammy, looking like it's all good. Uh, Chris, you bought Tafare. Any buyer's remorse? Are you just happy at that price to hold him for a while? Yeah, look, I'll be holding for a while. Look, I, I went in fully aware of what could happen. Um, you know, if you're going to have someone at base price not playing um, at centre wing, it's probably not a bad spot to have it. It's fine. It's likely he plays 13 if the hammer makes origin and they do a backline reshuffle. Um, I think he's. I think he'll be. Everyone will still be buying him next week. Feel better already, Tubes. Tubes, <laughs> uh, you've already given this one almost must buy. I think you described this guy in a group chat just straight up as a must buy, Billy Smith. Yeah. So what? His break even's 64. Um, and negative. Negative 64. Minus 64. And I just think he looks – he look, like, I mean, he's clearly had a really hard run with injuries over his career, but he's really been the shining light for the Roosters for the last couple of weeks. If, imagine if they can get their attack to actually start clicking again. Um, he, he's, a, he's a clear buy to make a, a good amount of cash over the next few weeks, and if you can hold him all the way to the round 16 buy – I think that then he'll be peaking in price, and it'll be time to time to look at offloading him, uh, unless he's absolutely killing it. But um, yeah, at the price, I think if you if you can afford the trade without worrying about getting thirteen for round thirteen, then I think he's a must-have. Chris, are you bringing him in? I'm I'm looking at it. I'm seriously looking at it, and I can't see. Hell, I'm not going to. It's like um, the interesting, the interesting thing in the whole thing is Manu. Like um, they, they've come out and said that it's not going to be um, too long of a layoff. So that opens up a hell of a lot of cash to do some really interesting things with um, selling Manu so, um, to Billy Smith. Um, so I've really been looking at that. It seems like. It seems like you can do a hell of a lot with your team. But, yeah, look, I, look I'd look, i be looking to get, if you haven't already moved on, your Taruvas, your Warbricks, even maybe not Alamotti, but to, to a Billy Smith, um, I reckon that they are really good options this week. 
I'm looking at doing Teddy to Billy Smith, which might sound a bit crazy, but I'm just sick of Teddy. Um, he'll probably explode this week with Hutchinson at 5'8", and, Man- and so Manu not blocking, passing the ball. That's sort of my yeah. only pause. Um, but, yeah, coming into origin, I think, well, and I'm sure we're probably jumping, jumping the gun, but, um, yeah, I think get Billy Smith however you can into your team is my, my th- thoughts. Yeah, the only case I can make against is if you're struggling for numbers and really need to use your trades to get guys who are playing 13. But I think if, you, if you're comfortable with your numbers, I think he's an excellent pickup. And it's not just that he's been doing this off a run of scoring tries. His base is like, I think he had like 45 one game in base and 49 the other. And I don't think those numbers are sustainable, but it just shows how willing he is to get the ball. And just a great story. He was like one of the most popular supercoach cheapies for the centre wing in like 2019. And he's just gone on this horror run of injuries. So, so it's, bad, it's, yeah. Yeah, so it's just awesome to see him playing footy and, and looking really good. So, yeah, I'm actually going to be doing, Chris, the move that you alluded to there. I am going to trade out Joey Manu uh, to open up some cash uh, through Billy Smith. Um, I understand why people are just going to hold Manu because it's pretty much confirmed he'll come back in round 14. But I just like it and I think I can find a way to bring Manu back if I need to. Uh, you didn't really love that move when I pitched it to you. You weren't huge on it. Nah, I think if I don't own Manu, but if I did, I think I'd hold him. I mean, he's really only missing one week more than what you thought um, because of the buy. Uh, so if he's going to be back round fourteen, and he's and he's going to be the most popular person to own in the round sixteen buy. Um, so you're really just trading him out basically to trade him in back in round fifteen or round sixteen. Um, but in saying that, if he's your best downgrade option to Billy Smith, and I think you've got a few trades up your sleeve, Jono, I don't, I don't dislike the idea too much. I just, uh, I think uh, the consensus should be to hold Manu if you're an owner. Yeah, I'll talk, I'll talk a little bit later when we get to the pot of the week section about what I'm doing with that money uh, that I'm, I'm saving by downgrading. Uh, uh, Connolly Lemuelu has a negative break even. Uh, he would have been popular probably last week, except for the, the Finns having the buy. He's almost just flown under the radar a little bit. Like he, Matt put him up when he was 330K as his pot of the week ages ago. And the guy's just been kicking goals ever since. Available in centre wing. He's, I think, 600K now. Do you guys think it's just you, we've missed him? I do. I do. I, I couldn't I couldn't pay over 600K for Lemuelu. This year, like I haven't caught one at all. The Sarko Hammer, Lemmy, Lemmy, Luliu, um, like they've they, they've honestly they've just all killed it, and I just haven't I haven't I just haven't brought in any of them. Just can't, and so I think it's too late for him. Um, I've been trying to make a case for him, but um, if in a, a who would you rather situation of Lemmy Elu versus uh. Uh, uh, Lukey, I, I think I'd much rather Lukey, despite um, him having the jewel. Yeah, I, th- I completely agree with that, Tubes. Uh, that's that centre wing done. Let's move to fullback and uh, James Teddy Tedesco, Tubes. You're selling him. I am so tempted to captain Teddy this week. I know I might sound crazy, <laughs> but I just think they've been absolutely getting hammered, and I just think Teddy's going to come out and go berserk this week. I there's there's. If I I do own him, I was going to say if I owned him, I do own him. There's absolutely no way I'd be selling Teddy this week. I just think there's a big chance he goes nuts. Uh, Hook getting fired has got me to pause a little bit because, as we know, there's a history of teams going 
much better with their effort when a coach gets fired, and Dragons can be pretty gritty. But I, I actually quite like Teddy as a pod captain this week. 100% with you, Jono. 100% with you. The Dragons are a rabble. And <laughs> and and Teddy is a is look, if it's not this week, it will never happen. So I'm yeah, I'm not selling this week to watch him go berserk against the Dragons. That would just like just owning him this week if he goes off would be enough for me. So uh, look, I couldn't sell him. I couldn't sell him, but geez, he's been hard to watch. Uh, it's just it's it's been brutally tough to watch Teddy as an owner. Like you know, in years gone past, Teddy, Teddy, the Teddy Turbo duel at um, at fullbacks just been wonderful, and it has been brutally tough to watch lately. So I am, yeah, I'm firmly in your court there, John. I am hoping he goes Burko against the Dragons. Jibs, any any rebuttal for there? Are you, are you locked in one hundred percent on trading him, or are you still on the fence? I've just I've just brought him back in. Like I think I was just I think I was just rage trading uh, after watching him on the weekend. Um, like just listening to that, there's no way I can watch him play this weekend and trade him out. Um, I've got Warbrick. I can downgrade to Billy Smith. It's just I don't even know what I was thinking to be honest. Um, uh, We've all been there. Oh, I was, so, there. I was just, so angry yeah. on the weekend just watching how bad he was. But you're right. Um, Dragons, Dragons. Obviously, this week uh, is 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 the stuff dreams are made of. Really. So I don't think I'll be captaining him, but he'll definitely be in my seventeen. Tubes, I love that. I thought you weren't really even listening to Chris, and I was like, "Geez, he's just gone quiet. He's on his phone, <laughs> ignoring us. You're on, you're on your phone, reversing trade." <laughs> we must have we must have put forward quite the compelling case. Then, okay, honestly, so to be honest, this is like I feel like I did a bit of research for tonight. As soon as someone said they're playing the Dragons, I went, "What? The f- what am I doing?" Here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well. Uh, the, the last guy we want to talk about before we get into our next segment is uh, Latrell Mitchell, who uh, I actually I'm already going to walk back on. I'm a chance of captaining Teddy because I own Latrell as well. And coming into Indigenous round, look, we all know Latrell. He's a proud Aboriginal man, and I think this is an important round for him. Uh, he also is someone who likes a big game. He likes a reason to have to play hard, Trell, whether it's like the – I think it was his 100, 150th game against the Dogs for the Good Friday Clash, like – when there's a big game, Trell often has a habit of upping his workload. So I think for anyone who does own Trell, I think he's a great shout as your vice captain, at least on the Friday night, or even if you're feeling a bit game, going the straight C. But obviously, if you're a non-owner, you can't bring him in this week. Just got to hope that it doesn't happen if you're a non-owner. Uh, let's go to the pod of the week segment where last week uh, Chris, Dan and Matt had actually probably the hottest week of the year in terms of picking out some some good pods. So Dan's pod was Murray Chilungi who had a 50, so solid, not a bad outing. Matt's pod of the week was Matt Burton who was very strong with a score of 76. And Chris, you went with uh, Hudson Young who had 75, looked awesome and like we mentioned earlier, might, might even be playing his way into the origin conversation. So Chris, do you want to kick us off with your pot of the week, seeing as you're the form man? Sure. Here we go. Um, they've been tough to come come up with lately, pods of the week. So I had a, I had a bit of a look through. Um, Scott Drinkwater from from the Cowboys. I know he's been floated previously by Jono, and he went really well that week. 
Um, he didn't. I think he had a break even of 180 that week, but he still he still <laughs> scored 90 off the like off the top of my head. He still performed quite well. Um, I uh, yeah, I um, I like I love I always like Drinkwater as a player. He's 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 very um, dependent on attacking stats. There's no real solid base there, but uh, when they do come, they can come thick and fast. Like he's got the Tigers this week. They play 13. Um, I yeah, I like Drinky to go on a little bit of a run here. Um, so I'm seriously considering uh, t- Turbo out to Drinky. So it could be one of those weeks where I actually bring in my pot of the week. See yeah, if I'm always, balls. Always big if you bring him in. Dude, what's he what's he priced at? Do you know off the top of your head, Chris? Six twenty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not 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 crazy. Like it's no, not way no, too not expensive. Bad. He's decent value. Yeah. Tubes, I think your one's a surprise because uh, you were going to go Burbo, but you've, you've decided to, to change it. You thought he was too boring. So what, what are you doing instead? Yeah, I was just looking up to try to remember who I was doing. Um, so this part of the week is 0.5% ownership. Uh, he's in 754 teams. Currently, uh, Supercoach Gold is telling me that two uh, – uh, Two teams have traded him in this for this week, uh, so he's he's a bit of an ultra pod, uh, and that is uh, former super coach must have Peter Hiku. He's four hundred and twenty k. They've got you know the Tigers coming up this weekend, uh, similar to, to what Chris said about drink water against the Cowboys. Uh, sorry, cat drink water for the Cowboys against the Tigers. Uh, He's got this easy game this week. So I think if you were going to get him, this is a good week to get him. And then he's got that awesome buy schedule coming up. His base has still been fairly decent this year. Um, Really, his only poor game was a 22 earlier in the year where I think he might have got Simbin because he played 70 minutes. Except outside of that, he's sort of been going in the 40s, um, 40s and 50s. And he's just had no attacking stats at all because the Cowboys have been absolutely terrible. Cowboys are looking a little bit back. Um, I think he's a possible premium option and it could kick off this week against the Tigers. Cheers. I'm not going to rubbish your pod because I actually really enjoy Peter Hickey as a pod of the week, but do the words must have have no meaning to you? Like, if, <laughs> In what world was Peter Hickey ever a must have in Supercoach? <laughs> He was a uh, he was a he was he was a bit more relevant than he is now. Maybe that's a better <laughs> way. To put it. Well, look, I'm going to make it a third cowboy in a row, and I'm almost a little bit embarrassed about my pod because I quite enjoyed enjoyed your two, but it's meat and potatoes as it gets for this segment. Uh, and I was surprised he even qualified, but he's at eight percent ownership, so he sneaks in. It's Reesey Boy Robson who's averaging forty seven in base per game, and the cows non Origin players have a pretty good run, which we spoke about earlier. Uh, I think if the Cowboys can, can continue what they're starting to see at the moment, maybe the attacking stats will come back. And I am actually – he's a part of the week I'm bringing in. So I'm, I'm downgrading Manu to Billy Smith, and I'm finally getting off Sonny Luke. I just – I see this as my opportunity to finally get off Sonny Luke. It's been so hard to do, and I've, I've wanted to for weeks. Uh, and I'm going to be running a reed Marnie reese robson hooker combo from now until about round 20, I think, because they cover each other. They never ever buy the same week. So – that's my part of the week, uh, as boring as it is. That's that's really good research. The the fact that they they never like miss the same game. That's um that's really well done. I like that. 
I'd like to claim research, but you guys said it on the pod last week, which is what gave me the idea. Just, <laughs> just, just listen to the pod pod. Um, tubes, throwing you for Tubes' mailbag, brought to us by Mailbag Bloodstock. Mm, get around it. Uh, two questions tonight. Uh, first one's from uh, Right Hand Bat from Twitter. He's asking, do you think that if there's any trap players, people are getting in for the buy rounds, who wouldn't you be touching? Yeah, good question, that. Um, it's a tough one because, like, I have seen some teams bringing in some players basically just for 13, and I, I'm against it. But one one name, yeah, I thought of straight away was Jack Gazowski Guz- um, from the um, from the Cowboys. He got 70-odd in the weekend, but he has trap ridden all over him. Don't go anywhere near him. Uh, another is I saw a mate of mine was floating Jack Hedrington. Just because he's playing 13, don't do it. Do not do it. Um, so, you know, players of that ilk, just just save your trades. Play one short if you have to. Yeah, I'm not going to name any specific players, but just a general philosophy for me is unless they're guns who you'd be comfortable keeping in your team for the rest of the year uh, or unless they're mid-range guys with massive negative break-evens who you can flip after a few weeks or they're cheapies who are going to be playing in the team, just don't do it. I think everyone else qualifies as a trap, in my opinion. I'm not someone who's going to bring in a guy just for the sake of them playing. Jubes, what are your what are your thoughts? Yeah, like just to rattle off a few, I'm looking at the round 13 players that that are highly owned. I wouldn't like you wouldn't bring in someone like that Pasami Solo from the Raiders just just to get that week by. He's 248k. You wouldn't bring him in because he's not actually doesn't have that much upside. Um, you wouldn't bring in someone like a Hayes Dunster who's not even named for this week, but he's just definitely a trap. Uh, I wouldn't be bringing in somebody like a Lachlan Ilias um, if you're looking to downgrade Cleary, just someone of that nature, just trying to like get a one-week hit from a halfback perspective or anything like that. Uh, and... Yeah, there's plenty. There's plenty around that you just wouldn't be bringing in uh, for for just for for a number within the buy. Um, Burbo might categorize into that. <laughs> well, not just Burbo, but would you would you consider Petahiku as someone in in of that ilk? <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's an ultra pod. He's an ultra <laughs> ultra pod. Look, no, I'm, honestly, enough. having pods isn't it with high upside. I think for the buys aren't that bad. Like the ones I was just going through, Lachlan Ilias is owned by 7.5% of teams currently. I know that's technically in the pottish range, um, but I just couldn't be looking to bring him in. Hayes Dunster is owned by over 10% of teams. So it's more that I'm, I was just naming some to avoid that seem to be in a few teams. I don't mind taking a flyer on a centre wing uh, for the buy period that that does have that high upside. Um, obviously, I've brought in uh, Ravalawa, Lava, Ravalawa myself at one point one percent ownership, and that could be a dud play, um, but also could be a be a high upside. Um, yeah, just depends what you're looking to do. All right, final question. Uh, it, this has come from Glenn, uh, uh, avid listener of the show. He said. Uh, gents, I'm getting in early. Team is in shambles. He traded Moses for Cleary two weeks ago and Lane and Manu are out now. And so he's put into us, tell me why Lane to Sorensen isn't a bad trade 
or do I jump on Lukey? And he said, great pod call. Uh, I guess he's referencing you, Jono. Great work, Glenn, and I think you should jump on Lukey. I think Fluky Lukey's the way to go. Um, and uh, that's just a horrible run of injuries, by the way, for Glenn. I mean, at this point, though, Moses is back this week, isn't he? Mitch Mitchell yeah. is back in the team, so that, that's good news for Glenn. Um, Lane, Manu, potential hold, depending on what his depth is like. Look, Lane to Sorensen, I, I don't mind that as like a little quick play, assuming that Sorensen keeps playing these big minutes. But I, I do think there's the risk there that as good as Sorensen's been, he was, he's been so important for Penrith over the last year and a half as their middle forward coming off the bench with Spencer Lenu and playing pretty big minutes there, that it wouldn't surprise me if once Lee Martin's back into the team and they're at full strength if Sorensen dropped back to that. But with Origin on the horizon, that could still be a while away for Martin potentially, and Sorensen might hold that for a bit longer. So, yeah, for me, I don't hate the Sorensen call for short term, but I would prefer Lukey. I think it's a fair assessment, Jono. I, um, like, he's traded Moses in for Cleary. Look, just hold Moses. You know, uh, Matt mentioned it last week. Matt actually thought you could, he could still win the Moses trade. I completely disagree with that. But you've made a bad call. Moses has the capability of scoring well for you. Hold him for a while. Give it some time. Um, you know, he's going to have that poor score in his rolling average. But Moses is is not that bad an option. Um, the the Manu one touched on, I think he's a hold. Uh, again, Sorensen, it, it could be a case of chasing last week's points. But uh, at least for the next few weeks, I think his role is going to be all right there, Jono, because, you know, they're going to have those, you know, the, the – um, Isaiah Yo is probably not going to back up after Origin, so they're going to be lighter middle forward, I believe, through that period. So, so um, I, I think his minutes will be fine on the edge. I've probably talked myself the wrong way around there, but yeah. So I, I don't, I don't hate Sorensen, but I'm with Jono. I'd be going Lukey. Can't get Sorensen, don't think. Six hundred thirty-six thousand dollars. I know he's got a negative break-even. Um, I just. Doesn't play if he pl- like I, if he was playing the round thirteen buy you'd be getting him in for that cash grab and and a safe 50, 50, 50 point player for that for that round. Um, I just don't think you can get him because uh, I don't think you really necessarily want to hold him um, for the long term. Uh, and I think at that price you you want to be bringing in a gun um, for for six hundred thirty six k. All right. Well, uh, Glenn, hopefully that answers your your questions to satisfaction. Fellas, I think that's that's us done. Coming in under the one hour mark. Beautiful. Uh, Tubes, thank you very much as always. Uh, Chris, great to see you. Hopefully you can get back on track this week and uh, have a great round. It's coming this week. I'm going big. Come on, boys. Thanks, boys. Really good night. Enjoyed it. You beauty. <laughs>